the CHL Bears podcast. It is Wednesday. It is back to work Wednesday for not only the Chicago Bears, but also Mark. Oh my God, he's Tan Carmen. I I, I had early beef. Great to see you guys, but like I, early beef. I, early beef. I, I'm so happy to be here. I was so excited I love it, for early the show. I, I tweeted the show at like Where's nine, you know, swinging in from yeah. West Virginia. Some people got the thank you, Braggs, for getting my the the Bajan tangent that was going on there. From and then about when you were swinging in the river. Yes, and the I, shoes on. We, have you ever been to the LUNK rainforest? Those of you who are yelling at me for wearing shoes, I'm walking through mud and rocks. You had to wear shoes. It was, it was, it was, it was, it was determined. It was demanded. I, I would like to actually get into this a little further, but I know that today is a Brian Baldinger day, so we're gonna get him in Baldy day, Baldy day. Um, so let me but set that up real fast. Gr- and then okay. Great. Well, and we'll get back to this nightmare scenario. That I always want to get out my beef here. I mean, Hogue walks in. You're so calm. No, no, hello, no, nothing. Sits down. Haven't seen the guy. Not forever. a hug. Not no hug. No nothing. Then he strolls onto the show a minute late. Got people in the chat screaming that we know they're late because you know because Carm's back, so we're late. I'm game planning, man. I'm it, looking. I'm looking at what's wrong with the Lions. How the Bears defensively can stack up. His front seven suddenly looks decent. You're in playoff it, mode. You're in. Uh, this is five game stretch here. That's We're, right. Playoffs. Let's go. And that's why we got Baldy here to help us figure this all out. All of a sudden, <laughs> the same matchup that Baldy was three weeks ago, the Bears were nine and a half point dogs in Detroit. Now, all of a sudden, it's a field goal. It, they're right there with them. Right, Baldy? How you doing? <laughs> I'm good, Adam. Um, glad you could join us. Uh, <laughs> you know, we've been doing this without you here for a while. Um, no, I mean, look, uh, the, the, the season – is always a winding road. I mean, you know, whoever that, you know, Chicago, um, you know, week five, they were dead in the water. They've improved a lot. Detroit was on their way to fighting for a number one seed. Then they stumbled on Thanksgiving and rebounded in New Orleans last week. I mean, it's a week to week league. And so the, the lines and what Vegas looks at kind of gets adjusted every week. I mean, the fact that, had they not blown two games that they had a 99% chance of winning, <laughs> <He's> does <laughs> that show? Because had they not Do blown those games. you bring that up literally every day? Every day of my life. Okay. Does that, I mean, because had they won those games like they should have, they'd be the sixth seed in the playoffs right now. So does that show that the Bears are actually closer than it feels? Or does that show that the head well, coach I is mean, still to be? They're, they're certainly a lot more competitive. And Justin's had two good games in a row. Um, yes, they should have beaten Detroit, you know, three weeks ago, I guess. But, you know, I mean, look, they get a chance to get them at home here and finish the deal that they didn't finish in, in, in Detroit. And they come off a week's rest. Um, they should be as healthy as they've been. And so let's, let's see. I mean, the, the game will decide if they're improved or not. This is a good test. You know, you come back and you beat Minnesota at the end and you keep the score down and everybody said it was ugly, but it was a good defensive battle. So let's see if those corners can play like they did against some good receivers like they did against Minnesota and let's see if they get a little pass rush going and let's see if, um, you know, let's just see if this is an improved team the last five weeks of the season. Bolly, let's, let's talk about the Lions here for a second because they're, 
I don't know what to make of their last three weeks, but it hasn't been great. I mean, they they they, they pulled out the win against the Bears, but 95% of that game they weren't playing well. Then they lose to the Packers on Thanksgiving. And then last week's game against the Saints was just kind of weird. It looks like up to 21-0. Well, they should 21-0 five minutes into the game. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I don't know if they relaxed or what they did. I mean, I watched it, but, you know, Chris Olave looked like he was, you know, going up against the JV you know, for much of the game. And they got back into it because he was just running all over the place. And, you know, whether it was Derek Carr throwing it or, uh, you know, Jameis Winston, I mean, they couldn't stop Chris Olave. They got back into the game and, you know, turned it around. And then, then they flipped it to Jameis and Williams and the game was over. Like, it was just that fast. He's the Motown Comet and nobody could touch him. They, they couldn't touch him. The last time they played him, I'd, I'd keep an eye on number nine because he's the fastest guy on the field every week that they play. Baldy, people want to know in the chat why you're dressed up. You do look very, very TV-ready right now. Yeah, I had to do something. I was with the Jets all morning. So it wasn't a funeral uh, up there at the New York today, but it was, you know, it was, you know, Zach Wilson probably back at quarterback for him. So, you know, there's a lot to kind of get to. I was wondering if you were auditioning to play quarterback for them this week. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, they've only had like 42 guys since Namath, you know, retired (laughs) that have tried to nail down that position. So, I mean, why not? I mean, I can still throw it. I can, I believe in the forward pass. I, I, I could throw a, a hit screen to Garrett Wilson with the best of them. I, I want it on the record that I, I was on the show for seven minutes before Lawrence got mad at me for my question. Uh, <laughs> well, you're asking him what he's wearing. I'm yes, like, yeah. I'm asking him what he's wearing. People are commenting. I, I want to know why he's in a suit. <laughs> Baldy doesn't normally look like this. We have a it's personal relationship. It's a blazer. It's the sport. Yeah, I, it well, whatever. Well, Baldy, while we're, I'm sorry, Carm. What, I, no, no, <laughs> you, n- no. You, you, you will, you will calm down, and then I will, then because I need to help you with your All last right. question. First All of all, right. Baldy, I want to point out that I went on vacation from Thursday to Tuesday. Day, so I did not. Question. So I did not miss a baldy appearance. So just just know that okay. for the record. Yeah. Second of all, to rewind all the way back to Braggs's question three minutes ago that I think he could have asked a little bit better. <laughs> <laughs> have the Bears underachieved? Uh, no, I don't think so because I don't think it was a very good roster. I mean, look what they've added okay. since the start of the season. I mean, they've added two defensive ends since the start of the season. I don't think they've underachieved. It wasn't a very good roster. I mean, we saw. Kansas City isn't a very good offensive team this year, and they scored any way they wanted to score against them. So I think they've improved, but I don't think they've underachieved. There well, you go. Five-year extension, Fluce, let's go. Okay, I don't think he's but, saying that either, but, you know. But meanwhile, this defense looking kind of legit. I, how much can one player make a difference? Because Montez Sweat arrives, and all of a sudden this front seven looks, I mean, more than capable. Well, I just did a game in Washington uh, last Sunday against Miami, and I was talking to the defense line coach, Jeff Scanina. And I was like, how do you like how do you let Montez sweat, you know, out of your building, period? I mean, they, you're, you can go in the draft this year, you're not going to find Montez sweat. I mean, they're just not 6'6", 270-pound guys that run and play as hard as he does. Like, I think his effort's contagious. Um, I'm not saying he's the turnaround, but it, certainly things have gotten better with him and everybody else has a chance to get to the quarterback. Dexter could bat a ball that gets intercepted, whatever. Everything gets better when you get at least a legit pass rusher on your defensive line that you got to worry about who could beat one-on-ones that can make plays on the other side of the field. Like you can't come in the defensive line room and put the tape on and not notice what Montez is doing. 
Well, and I think a lot of people killed the Bears right away that they give up a second round pick for him when the 49ers he only had that guy in the second round. I mean, I don't know what you got to pay him. Yeah. I don't know what the contract situation is going to be, but you're not going to find him in the. And I haven't even begun to study the draft. I just know you're not finding that in the second round in this year's draft. But but what I was getting at there is like, so the 49ers give up a third for Chase Young, but I think what was kind of being missed in that instant reaction of two teams making a trade for two teammates within, you know, an hour or so was everything that Montez Sweat gives you from what you were just talking about. The, the, the against the run, his hustle, his intensity, everything the Bears are trying to do on defense. And I think from the time he's gotten here, it's like you said, it's been, it's been contagious, I think. I think so. I think so. And, and, you know, and look, I mean, the corners play. Jalen Johnson played the best game I've ever seen him play. And he's a good player. Don't get me wrong. But I thought against Minnesota, that was the best game I've ever seen him play. And, you know, some of it is you have more confidence because quarterbacks just aren't going to hold the ball as long as they once yeah. did with him out there. Like, they, they've got to be cognizant. they got to have a clock in their head. Um, you know, he's going to turn a corner. If he's coming, breathing down your neck, like, you don't want to be there with the ball in your hand when he gets there. So you release it a little bit earlier than you want to sometimes. You mentioned the offseason, Baldy, and, and that's something Bears fans, that's their favorite time of year because that's the season of dreaming, right? Um, I've got my eyes on tomorrow night. I know we can talk about Bears-Lions, but this Patriots-Steelers game has big implications for Bears fans. The Cardinals won on Sunday, which upped the ante for the Bears' chances of having the number one or number two pick to like 93%. And I need the Patriots to win a game. Is Bill Belichick capable of tanking? Because I have a hard time <laughs> believing that. Like, everybody says that they're just in the tank now. They're not trying to win. But I just can't envision Brian, uh, uh, Bill Belichick signing off on that kind of way. Yeah, I don't believe that either. Um, they're trying to win a game. I mean, look, if you were going to the Illinois State Fair and you wanted to win the biggest teddy bear, like, you wouldn't hire Mac Jones or, you know, any of their quarterbacks there, um, <laughs> Bailey Zappi, to knock down the milk cartons. Like, they're not hitting them. Like, you know, like, you're, you're not – you're getting the smallest prize. I mean, those quarterbacks are awful. The offense is awful. They tried to run the ball and play without a quarterback, but eventually you get a holding call, you give up a sack, you have a negative play, your starting running back gets hurt for a long time. I mean, it's just, it's just hard. And their two best defensive players are on the shelf. Um, but they're they're playing offense, like, honestly, like back, I don't know, back in the 70s, the way that they're playing it. But they don't really have the ability to play any other way. They just don't have a lot of talent there. So I think could have had the ball. Like, that's the second time I've seen them shut out this year. They got shut out by New Orleans. And honestly, watching that game last week, they could have had the ball 100 times. I don't think they were scoring a touchdown. You know, it's just – it's, it's just the way it is right now. So the Houston Texans are scoring a lot of touchdowns, and C.J. Stroud is getting consideration for the MVP, and he's a lock for the Offensive Rookie of the Year. The dude's got 3,500 yards. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to, you know, just poke at the bear here, Baldy, but why not? Like, I, Can we not just say that the Bears blew it by not drafting C.J. Stroud? Is it, is, is it impossible for people to admit around here that this dude is he's in consideration for the if MVP? They, oh, so, oh, okay, well, yeah, but I mean, it's all after the fact. Why didn't Carolina draft him? Right, they, the they blew it too. Why didn't they, they blew it. And everybody else that didn't draft him blew it, but nobody knew it. Nobody knew, you, you can't find a consensus on C.J. Stroud in May or April that said he'd be the rookie of the year, 
and in contention for player of the year. Nobody. You would, you couldn't have got that out of anybody's mouth. Now, how, why did they miss? I mean, for the reason what they always miss, because they always look at the wrong things. They don't look at, A, the leadership, the poise, uh, the accuracy, the ability to, to actually – because, you know, they're just saying, oh, he's Ohio State quarterback. It's a system. They have four number one draft picks at wide receiver. Like, anybody could be successful. Like, they say the same things, you know. But you have to evaluate these guys separately and, and um, set from everybody else, and they don't do that. So, yes, I mean – you can do that in hindsight. You can say, yes, we blew it. I, I, I understand, and I think it's just funny, by the way, that the, I, some people were happy that I was back at the minute I brought that up. <laughs> yep. like they're, they're Welcome back, Carm. Like, Welcome back, Carm. Throwing arrows at the quarterback I mean, situation. I, mean, the, 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 I just, it's like, I don't know. I'm, I'm losing my mind, Baldy. Well, I'm, I'm well, that's, well, hold on, because this is yeah, what I want to ask you, Baldy, because this is like the million-dollar question for Bears fans. Would you, If you were the GM, would you predicate building the team first and then the quarterback or getting your quarterback and then worrying about the rest of the team? Well, it's easier if you get the quarterback first. If you, But if you know that you have it. Like, it's, it was pretty easy. Like, you know, Patrick Mahomes didn't play his rookie year, uh, except for the last game of the season. But it was pretty easy to figure out Mahomes was the guy. And, okay, we better get ourselves some good tackles. And, you know, let's build the defense, all that stuff. Um, Joe Burrow was pretty easy. Okay, let's, let's you know, because the, the – when, when they drafted Joe, the next year was like, okay, do we take Jamar Chase or do we take Panay Sewell? What do we do? Well, Jamar Chase turned out to be a good pick, but we've seen Joe Burrow on the shelf two out of the last four years. So maybe Panay Sewell would have been the better pick. Um, if you know you've got the guy at quarterback, then you do that first and you build the team around it. If you don't know you have it, then you just build the team as strong as you possibly can and you wait to insert the quarterback. Yeah, I... Why has this gotten so hard? Because, Baldy, while you, while, while you were, well, you, you know. I mean, look, just to add, so, okay, Brock Purdy's the MVP, in my mind, he's the MVP of this league. Okay, I just saw him carve up Philadelphia. They were 10-1. and one. They, they looked like they couldn't play defense against him. He didn't make a mistake. Jake Browning hadn't played in five years. Right. He looked like, Joe, like if you didn't know any better and you didn't watch the game, you would have thought Joe Burrow played. Just looking at the stat line. And he played that good. So, do we always miss? And we're just going to keep missing. Like, maybe you should just always draft a quarterback. Keep, like, like they did, like Jake Browning wasn't even drafted. Just put a guy on the roster and just go play on the scout team and do all this stuff. And five years later, pull him off the mothballs when there's nobody else left and plug him in. And maybe sitting around for five years and learning from Kirk Cousins, Joe Burrow, really rubs off on these guys. Yeah, I just, I you know, because when you were on the show last week, I was on a plane and I, I, we talked about this earlier in the week, but I downloaded a couple of the Caleb Williams games and was and this is the coach's tape I'm watching. And I'm, and, and, and you know, I watched Notre Dame and I watched Utah. Those weren't his best games, but I asked around, I said, what are the toughest game, you know, defenses that he yeah. faced? What's going to give me the best look at the NFL. And I'm watching this and there's, there's actually more good than I thought going in because of, I, you know, I saw the stats. I kind of knew he didn't play well, but at the same time, I'm like, yeah, I'm not getting blown away here. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not getting blown away to the point that I just want to give up on Justin Fields. That being said, if he gets drafted by a different team and he's in the MVP conversation next year, it wouldn't shock me at all. Like, I just – I don't know anymore. This is like – it's well, just gotten so too hard. There's so many primers. If Tua isn't with Mike McDaniel and Tyreek Hill, maybe they've already moved on from Tua. Yeah. The way that, you know, Brian Flores looked at him and a lot of people looked at him and just going, oh, Justin Herbert – 
is a 10 times better player. They blew it. Well, a lot of people in Miami and around the league now can look at Tua and go, they didn't blow it. They just need a really good coach and a really good players around him. And he could be an MVP the way he's playing right now. So, like, there's all of that consideration. And then, like, if you just said Mahomes, like, I, I happen to do a lot of Big 12 games back in those days. And, you know, nobody thought Pat Mahomes could do what he's doing. But the fact is, is that, like, at Texas Tech, they had to score 50, at least, to beat Oklahoma or Baylor or TCO back then. So he was just gunslinging, like, every week. And so you could say, well, you know, he's got to work on his mechanics. Like, he's he's playing way out of control. Well, that's the way he plays. But that out of control and that is now trying to be copied by everybody else that comes in this league. Let's, I could be Mahomes. Zach Wilson could be, like, all this comparisons now. But there is no other Pat Mahomes. So the game is just so different in college than it is in the pro. Like, every position is projection from college to the NFL. But the quarterback position is completely a projection. Baldy, we could probably ask you this question every week until, I don't know, they make a decision one way or the other. But I'm, if you were Ryan Poles and you're trying to figure out if you're going into year three with Matt Eberflus and you got five games left here, you're sitting at four and eight, you're not putting three and 14 on him last year because that'd be ridiculous, but you can look at two games that you should have won this year, so now you have a 500 football team. How would you – evaluate your head coach the rest of the way? Would you just base it on how many wins that they do or would you base it on how the quarterback looks or the, or the defense, I guess? Is uh, All right, so uh, let's let's answer the question then. Is Jim Harbaugh available? Yeah. Well, there we go. Okay. I so you so. so you would you would do it more on who I can get. Yeah, well, because that, you always have to ask, if you're unsure, okay, you have to say, okay, well, who can we get? And who we get, do we know he's going to be better? Because I think Matt Eberflus is building this thing, and I think it's going in the right direction. Um, now, four wins isn't making anybody excited in Chicago. I get it. But I feel like it's going, and we'll see what happens this week against a division opponent and with a good record and a good team that I know is going in the right direction. But you also have to ask, okay, who's better and who's out there? Because you've seen all the stopgap guys come through Chicago that they put in there. So – like, if, if Jim Harbaugh is available after they lose to Alabama, I, I didn't say that. But, like, just say he's available <laughs> whenever that happens, whatever, whatever happens. Um, like, you have to consider that. I don't care who you are. You know, if you're, you're, you're the Chargers, if you're Chicago, I mean, go through all the teams, Tampa, all the teams that might be Washington, who's ever considering a change. Because of his success at the NFL level and how quickly he turned San Francisco around, you have to – Consider him. Let's just say for hypothetical sake that they consider him and Harbaugh wants to be the Bears head coach. And his one caveat is like, listen, I want to be intimately involved in the decision on quarterback, whether we're keeping Justin or whether or who we're going to draft. If you're Ryan Poles, are you saying, that's cool, Jim, I'm on board. I, we, I will follow your lead. Yeah. Yeah, because like nobody thought that Kaepernick could be what he was. But Harbaugh said, I'm taking this guy out of Nevada, and I'm going to run the pistol formation, and we're going to run the ball, and this is how we're going to do it. And he basically revolutionized a, a part of football. But he had a vision for how he wanted his team to be built and how they wanted to run it, and it was good. They went within five yards of winning a Super Bowl in a short period of time. I think it's also important to remember 
this whole, and it's probably a fair narrative that Harbaugh wants control and he wants to do things his way. And I'm sure there's a certain level of truth to that. But it's also been almost a decade now since he was in the NFL. Coaches evolve. Coaches, you know, it, it change at least a little bit. And they understand that if he wants to get back in, he's maybe have to give up some control. I don't know. His, his defense coordinator was pretty good. He's, uh, he's doing the job in Miami right now. Yeah. And so um, they only led the league in takeaways in San Francisco. I mean, I would take that guy, uh, and, and maybe they put the band back together. I don't know. But, I mean, he's doing a good job in Miami right now. Um, he's done a good job everywhere he's been. So um, I would trust Jim's ability to put the staff together. I mean, he had Mike McDonald on his staff, and right now they've got the best defense in Baltimore. Like, I think the wheels never stop turning. In, in that psychopathic mind of his, like I think he's on top of the college game, how to build toughness within a team, within the rules, how to insert your quarterback and what the role of that guy is. Um, Justin Smith was a guy in Cincinnati, but he was an all-world player in San Francisco. They Their defense played at a level that, um, you know, only rivaled Baltimore at that time. So, I don't know, I, I wouldn't have any – a decade ago, like a decade from now, like, I think that guy knows how to coach a football team. Yeah, well, you don't have to convince any Bears fans about uh, potentially bringing Vic Fangio back to Chicago. Uh, did I see you doing yoga? Did I see a video of you doing yoga on Instagram last night? I think I did. Yeah, you could have, yeah. Probably doing a little standing head to knee. Yeah. I mean, I watched it. Your practice is your practice, Baldy. You're not out there to impress everybody. Just because you couldn't hold that straight leg, I wouldn't get in your head about that. Your practice oh, is your practice. Well, oh. I was very impressed. Well, he would, but Baldy, Baldy, do a split right now. Like, there's no, there's, there's no doubt about that. Wow. Like, I can still get that done. Are you serious? That's insane. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm in a hot. No, I'm, in a, I'm a hot yoga, you know, yogi man. So I'm in there. I'll be in there at five forty-five today. He's a hot yoga yogi. No, like, listen, <laughs> the first thing that goes when you get older is your flexibility. So if you don't I, keep your flexibility, you're gonna lose it. You know, I'm, you gotta tie your shoes, and you know, your back's gonna go, and all that stuff. I'm so right with Baldy right now because I'm feeling all of it all the time. I got a pinched nerve in my neck. I was having oh, yeah, trouble to bend, bend down. Yeah. and I'll take care of that, man. Yeah, I, I, I don't gotta... want to even pinch nerves anymore. I had all those. I had those for 12 years in the NFL. I got out of that. I'm done with all that stuff. I'm, I'm, I, 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 I love Baldy. Officially love you, just, just so you know. <laughs> you had anything else there, Gregory? Because I got one offensive line question. Yeah, I, I, the biggest question is like, if you're Shohei Otani, are you going to go to <laughs> the L.A. Dodgers or are you going to come to Chicago where, you know, fans actually show up to the games on time and they don't leave early for traffic and, and they work you know, it's on the, the greatest show. summer city in the world? I, 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 I want to – if I'm the best player in baseball, I want to play in Wrigley Field and bring another championship. Yes. There it is. Clip it. Don't send that to Shoei because he doesn't want any communication about him whatsoever. <laughs> and, his, and he's never going to talk to the media when he gets here. And he's going to be $800 million. Not to saying that uh, they shouldn't sign him. All Did right. No hitter this year and hit two home runs in the same game. I think it was a one hitter, but yeah, essentially. One hitter, one yeah, hitter and two home runs. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's, all, he's yeah. basically yeah. Babe Ruth, but you know. He said Tommy John Way better. twice. Way better than Babe Ruth. My, my, my baseball team doesn't even want him. That's fine. I'm with Reinsdorf, overrated. Right, go ahead with your own uh, Well, here, I just w- – one little note. Darnell Wright, who, uh, you know, is having a fine rookie season here, Baldy, no doubt about it. But he, he leads the Bears in penalties. Five false starts, four holding calls. He's got an illegal block above the waist as well. 
would that concern you at all going forward with Darnell? Maybe we're, I don't know, uh, giving him too big of a pass because he's looked good, so good at times? The illegal block above the waist, I don't care. Um, yeah. False starts are, you the, the, You got to lock in. I mean, that's a concentration thing. So um, guys get big, they get tired, they, you know, you get on the road. He, that can be corrected. The holding calls, he gets himself out of position. Um, I think he still has some balance. He's young. I think he still has some balance issues that's going to come with strength and maturity and just playing lower. He's a big guy. He gets out of he, he gets out of position sometimes. And when you're out of position, you grab. And then, like he wants to kill people, which is good. I like that. But in this league, these guys behind you in the striped shirts, like they just see the finish. And some sometimes these holding calls aren't holding calls. And then the holding calls that should be called aren't called. So he has to. You have to learn the. You have to almost learn the rules all over again. You know, as a young player, you, you just. Got to know when you can be aggressive, when you can't, when to pull off. Um, plays going outside, I don't care who it is. Khalil Herbert's going outside, just just pull off. Because if he goes down and they flop like they, they do, like you're getting called. So I think there's a lot to learn about how the game is officiated, which can help them. Don't look guilty, right, Baldy? Do whatever you can and not look guilty, and, and that'll go a long way. Well, I mean, you, you saw the, you know, the non-call on Monday night with a back judge looking right at the receiver in, in Kansas City. Like, I don't know how you don't call that. So it's just, it's subjective. They don't get it right. Um, you can't, you know, you can't bitch about it because it, it, it's in the past, but at the same time, you can learn from it. Baldy, thanks so much. Uh, we'll be uh, listening to the All NFL Show this week too. Yeah. At Baldy NFL on Twitter. Always thanks, appreciate guys. it. Yep. All right. All I'll right. see you next week, man. Enjoy that game See you in class. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Bye, Hunt, Hunter Taraski, out of context, Baldy. He wants to kill people, which is good. I like that. Yeah, yeah. I, I like that. Put in the context for me. Yeah, no, I like I like the context. I thought yeah, it was good. Right. <laughs> right, right when you said it, I'm like, print the T-shirt. That's great. Um, and I want to talk about Darnell right here a little bit too coming up. But can you guys believe that we're this deep into the NFL season? I cannot. Already, we uh, we got to make every second count. I'm starting to feel that for for sure. Oh, what are you pointing at? No, None we're of your just, business. We're, 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 just we're, keep on with the keeping on. We're keeping on with the keep on over here, too. Well, I'm going to keep on with uh, trying to soak in every minute of football I can before it ends. And then I find myself watching the Daytona 500 in February, which happens too often. The March Madness. Which just keep 10 going to make a big run. We're going to roll right just, into the number one overall draft pick. Mm, it's going to be great. Okay. With DraftKings Sportsbook, you can make the most out of every game day. Bet your uh, favorite teams for a shot at winning big bucks. New customers can score 150 instantly in bonus bets. For betting five on any matchup, get in on the action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the app now. Use code CHGO. New customers can score 150 instantly in bonus bets for betting just five bucks on the NFL. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code C-H-G-O. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. Please play responsibly. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, must be 21 or older in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Eligibility and deposit restrictions 
restrictions apply. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms. And shout out to our great friends at ComEd. It is getting easier for businesses to switch to electric vehicles. That's something we can all get behind for the health of the planet and for the well-being of all of us who share it. That's right, Carm. The electric grid is evolving to meet your cleaner energy needs as we all move with confidence toward an, towards an electric tomorrow. Whether you have one delivery van or a whole fleet of shipping trucks, ComEd can help guide you to make the changes that make sense. I did not know that you were such a good, big, intelligent brags on the electric grid. I love it. Yeah. So what should business owners do, Greg? Well, I'll tell you that, Hogue. And, um, Hogue. I mean, Carm, are you paying attention, Hogue? <laughs> you better be because go to comed.com slash clean to learn more about the resources, fleet rebates, and infrastructure incentives available to help businesses go electric. If you own a business, don't wait. Start making your plan today to switch to electric vehicles. Good for business. Good for the planet. Good for all of us. Go to comed.com slash clean did you say comed.com slash clean yes i did carm go now and see how going electric connects us to a better way of doing business and a better future for generations to come you can do it yeah it's electric (laughs) (laughs) i miss the ee i gotta be honest yeah well some We're changing are. it up. Carm's I, back, so singing is back. I do I do like that you just bust out you can do it, it's electric. Maybe we can get that going as You can floose it. It's electric. Well, that's okay. Now There's we're a, I don't know if we can floose it. It's a parody it. song. I'm very excited. I don't know what you're talking about. The Bears are gonna win their last five games. Are you picking them dry this spell of parody songs? Are I know pick, how much I'm the, talking myself into it. You're talking yourself into a I'm Bears? I'm talking myself. Hell yeah, thinking? nine wins. I don't like how the Lions I said the Bears were going to win nine games this year, and God damn it, they're going to win nine games. You really think they're going to win the last five No, games? I don't. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I'm glad we settled that. Do you think they're winning Sunday? <clears throat> I don't. This the, When Justin Fields plays, they are the most unpredictable team. They, re, they really are. They are very hard to predict. With Tyson Bajan, it's easy. They're going to lose because he sucks. But if Justin Fields, I'm kidding. I have a hot take on that. I don't think they're that unpredictable. They're very unpredictable. I think they're going to be in the game in the fourth quarter. Right. And every most, most every game time. comes down to the fourth quarter. It's That's what I said. And uh, <laughs> Well, I'm just saying. like, and, and usually they don't win it. They did last week. But then they did. But they were right there. They're always there. They're always there. Then they have these games where, like, Washington or the Patriots last year where they blow a team out that you're not expecting. Bad teams. Yeah. I, I, when they, they play just, a bad quarterback, then that's that's why I'm struggling to get over the hump to pick them this week, Carm. no reason they should have lost to the Packers, and then they get their ass whooped. Got to work on punctuation. Wait. <laughs> I, I miss both of you desperately. Just know that. And you did get a tan. And and neither of you answered the question. So I have no idea if either because of you. Because it's Wednesday it. and I haven't decided yet, Carl. So you don't know and do you know? Do I know if they're gonna win something? No, I'm do you not know tip in my hand? I know you don't know who's going to win because the game hasn't been played. I want to know if you know who you're picking. No. You don't know. No no. Don't know? No. Okay. Nobody knows. I'm picking not, you know? Yes. Not until I'm, Kevin yes, asks us to submit our pick, do yeah. I like really I'm picking Detroit. Thank you very much. I don't tip my hand, and I don't even believe that you believe you when you say that. 
because I know how competitive you are, and we're in a race here. And guess who has the lead here at CHGO for the second year in a row picking games this year? Well, I hope you pick the Bears. That's right, the meatball. And I hope the you're big right, by idiot the way. over here in the it, big how's red this? jacket. How's this? If they win on Sunday, I will be coming in here on Monday thinking about the playoffs. I guarantee you that. Oh, that's silly. It will be silly, and I will be thinking about it, and so will a lot of Bears. If they win on Sunday... The, the in the hunt thing that came out this week, which was the most amazing thing that I experienced on vacation that had to do with the Bears, it will, they'll officially be in the hunt at 5-8. and eight. That'd be amazing. It probably will be. I, I'm still more of looking what pieces have they found as they continue to build this roster. And I think we can go through some of those right now. Darnell Wright, would we all agree, is one of those guys? Sure. I think we do need to point out that Darnell Wright, um, Darnell Wright did not have his best game against the Vikings, and I think physically we just talked about this with Baldy a little bit. Like he's everything there you like, but he's still having a rookie season to some standpoint. You see him go the wrong direction sometimes. I, that's what I saw in the film, especially against the Vikings, was just him not necessarily being on the same page with all the calls. And I think Cole Komet alluded that a little bit when he was asked about Darnell Wright uh, on Monday. Um, but he's still obviously very talented. So you're feeling really good about the right tackle going forward. My question to you guys is, what are the other pieces that you feel really good about that Ryan Poles has found to this, to this point? You want to go machine gun? I'll go one. You go in the next one. You want to do it like that? We can machine gun it. DJ Moore. Controversial take there, yeah. So we're not well, just sticking no, to no, drafted he players. He found DJ. No, 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 that no anyone. In. I think TJ Edwards is another one. Yeah, DJ Moore's at the top. Montez Sweat is two. If we're gonna like go ranking from best to worst here. Yep. Okay. I for me, I put Braxton Jones in that category for a fifth round pick. Absolutely. Yeah. See, I'd put Kyler Gordon right there. You can Maybe do, even ahead of Braggs. You can absolutely do Kyler Gordon. No problem. I would say Tyreek Stevenson. I like what I've seen from Tyreek. I think he's going to be here. I'm confident where he's going. I, I guess, like, are we going? I'm a, we always like kind of look this at this in tears, or at least I do with my brain, right? Blue chip players. DJ Moore is one of those guys to so, me for well, sure. Blue chip is a whole other. I think Montez Sweat is what you're. You're, you, you, you took a player that you determined was a long-term player because you gave him that long-term money, and now you hope he becomes blue chip. Um, I think Darnell Wright has the potential, but he's certainly not there yet. And I think there's a long list of other players, and some of them you've already mentioned, that, that have a chance to be here a long time, but still have a lot to prove. Like, Kyler Gordon's not a finished product. No. Quan Brisker's got to get over his, you know, these injury issues here and there. Braxton Jones. Who, who's got a higher ceiling, Tyreek Stevenson or Kyler Gordon? In your mind. That's Kyler Gordon, I think. I mean, big difference in size there. Yeah, but that's not everything. It's not. Whoever gets their hands on the ball more. It's not. And, and Kyler, for somebody who's, what, five, what is he listed at, five, nine? I have six, I forget, whatever it is. That dude makes plays in, uh, in the backfield yep. way, way more than you would ever expect yep. him to do. So that's a fair point on the size. But I don't know if I had to bet on the two. Well, this is Tyreek kind of is. the um, exercise that Will DeWitt and I 
did here on Friday, kind of going through the building blocks. And as we started to run through it, and I've, I'm, I know that I'm biased towards Ryan Poles. Anybody who watches this show consistently knows that I'm a Ryan Poles guy, but he's made mistakes with Chase Claypool, Valus Jones, you know. Um, but at the same time, you start to add up all the different players. You mentioned Darnell Wright, Braxton Jones. That's your bookend tackles. You know what I mean? And now you've added Roshan Johnson to the running back room. He's a good fourth-round rookie, right, to your offense. I guess Tyler Scott still has a lot to prove. Not feeling great about where he is right now. Doesn't I mean how many opportunities you get you're not gonna call him a bust fourth like round we pick. have with Velas to this point. But yeah, then on the other side of the ball you've got all these intriguing guys in the secondary that we've just mentioned. Even if you peel back to the depth of the secondary with Jalen Jones and, and Josh Blackwell, they made plays last year, made some plays this year. Front and center on the show, damn it. Let's not, let's not sleep on 57. That's what I'm saying. And then that's where I was going to get to, the undrafted guys, Jack Sanborn and Tyson Bajan. Like, th- that, those were also good picks, and you're undrafted. So Two I, Hall of Famers to be. I, I, then, you add, then that's not even including the trade he made for DJ Moore and a future first-round pick that could end up being Marvin Harrison Jr. or Caleb Williams. Like, I just think Ryan Poles is doing a very good job here. I, I, I'm not afraid to say that. Like, some people want him fired. I think that's absolutely ridiculous. If I told you you could only get Jim Harbaugh, though, without Ryan Poles. God damn you. No. No. I would not do it. Ryan Poles has set this team up for the future. Okay. Wow. Braggs. Really, really barricading himself on Poles Island. Forget about Meatball Island. You or on Poles Island. He's put this team in a good position here. Well, I would hope that there would be a way for that to coexist, and I wouldn't rule that out. Is Ryan Poles wearing a socks hat in that? Yeah, you know, he's been looking for uh, some good thumbs-ups and uh, found Poles before oh. he threw out the first pitch at uh, what? the he's cell last Probably year. the best athlete they had on that team last yeah. year. Speaking of Poles, why don't we talk about That's Steven? That's wrong. Steven, Robert. <laughs> can we talk about Stephen Weatherford, forty nine ninety nine? We can. Poles has... Stated in the past, as he listens to the fan base, like he did with getting the defensive end this offseason. So if we're loud enough, he may actually draft Marvin Harrison Jr. and get Harbaugh in here. Bears fans need to be loud and constant. Bear the F down. All right, well, Steven, you're loud as hell right now with your forty nine ninety nine. so we appreciate it. Yeah, I love it. We'll get some more of those super chats here in a little bit. Uh, we also got Nick at House Hall, who we got to get to. But first, want to make sure you're up to speed on what's going on at Midtown Athletic Club. And uh, we love all of their four Chicagoland locations. Palatine up in the northwest suburbs, Bannockburn in the north shore, Willowbrook in the southwest, and then, of course, smack dab in the Bucktown Lincoln Park area, the Midtown Athletic Club and Hotel. You cannot miss it. Midtown Palatine has launched a multi-million dollar transformation of the club, which will be complete in early 2024. Listeners can lock in favorable rates if they join before the end of the year. Midtown's got something for everyone. They, if You might be single. You might have families with uh, kids. Might just be looking to make some lifestyle changes. Midtown is there for you, whatever you're looking for. And uh, they also have amazing, cool club features. Their locker rooms are insane. Carm likes the steam room. And the sauna. I like a good steam room, too. Also thinking about doing a 30-day Midtown challenge. 30-day? You got to go 30 days in a row? 30 days in a row. Okay. You in? I mean, 
There's a lot to do there. It seems like you could probably uh, go 30 days in a row and not actually do a lot. 30 day, down. get your yeah. head and neck and shoulders and sounds great. body in better yeah. shape, buddy. That's what I'm yeah. thinking. I'm in. My wife and the uh, kids trying to figure that out on a daily schedule. Most likely won't happen. But 30 I day. like the idea of it. 30 day challenge. You, there you go. Um, we can get like, amazing yoga for, for Brian Baldinger. Oh. We get Baldy in the, the yoga studio. And then, of course, just for Carm, they have the best tennis courts and programming in the sport. Midtown is indoor and outdoor tennis, pickleball, and paddle tennis. USTA professional quality all the way. Head over to midtown.com slash CHGO. Find out more and to tour the Midtown Athletic Club nearest you. And after you have an amazing workout, then you can settle in, kick back. CHGO is supported by Goose Island Beer Company. Chicago's beer since 1988. <laughs> Just pretend like it's a goose. The audio listeners. It's, it, you didn't see, now you ruined it. You didn't have to say that. The audio listeners. <laughs> no, Hogue's going to say something. Uh, uh, the beer roster, of course, is loaded. The Oktoberfest, the Beer Hug family, the 312 Wheat Ale, which is what Braggs is drinking right now for you <sighs> listening in the audio world, or the Full Pocket Pills, a Hogue <laughs> favorite. Everyday beer. It's what the brewers are drinking. Grab an ultra fresh brewery exclusive beer at Goose Island's original brew house on Clybourne Avenue in Lincoln Park or from their tap room at Fulton Street in Westtown. Goose Island Beer Company, Chicago's beer. I had a couple of goose down in the old Puerto Rico. And this is not a spray tan. Whoever put that in the damn chat, I don't spray tan. <laughs> type of person do you think I am? My wife sometimes like spray tans before she goes on vacation. I don't understand it. Uh, Daniel Franzak. Yeah, I don't. I'm not Krista Hogue. I'm Mark Carmen. I do not spray tan. I just take my beautiful olive skin into the sun and say, "Son, I love you. Thank yeah, you." Yeah, but it doesn't hold a candle to Nicholas Moriano's beautiful skin. <laughs> That's true. Guy's so good looking. I can't even talk to this guy. I don't, Look at him. The, Nick never comes into a normal transition. There's borderline bad hair day. You haven't Nick. figured out the bit yet. <laughs> It's a borderline whoa, bad hair. Whoa, that whoa, is, whoa! Bad hair day. I'm, bad hair look, day. I'm growing. I'm growing out the hair, Mark. There's going to be a new, uh, new, new look to no Moriano here in, there. in a little bit. You're, there is product in here. Look, I'm never going to have bad look hair. Like it. It's just different. You look just great. a little. Thanks. A new Moriano is. You kind of looking like Jim, the sales guy. Your hair, His crappy hairdo today. You look like <laughs> you look like Eberflus. You got you got Flus hair, buddy. What the hell are you guys talking? Time about? Time out. Time out about uh, Eberflus and hair. Have you guys seen the new Mark Grody look? Yes. Did you see this tweet? I don't no. know if it was a tweet or <laughs> someone was sending me a photo. What? Grody's got a little Flus going. Grody combed his hair. He's. <laughs> Seriously, it's slick back like the flus, you guys. It's slick back like the flus. Um, there's there's a resemblance there, and actually, Grody got one more question in. I think it was a, it was on Monday, and I think it had something to do with the look. So you'll have to check it out, Carm, next time you're at House Hall. That that's that's stunning. I'm I am I am stunned. Here it is. I can well. I All can right. show it to the audience. I can show it. To, tell me that's not a floose. Oh, so he's kind of playing around, I think. <laughs> or he f- discovered a comb. Could have discovered comb and product. <laughs> Maybe that's what happens when you sit right in back of Nicholas Moriano. All right, Nick, what's happening out there today? Can you give us a thumbnail sketch of what you've learned on this fine Wednesday as we get ready for Detroit and edging into the playoff chase, damn it? 
Yeah, to start off, it was Matt Eberflus who spoke to reporters earlier today, and he kind of started with the My Cause, My Cleats, which Eberflus was saying a record number of players, coaches, staff members, including you know Kevin Warren, uh, Ryan Poles, George McCaskey are all participating this year, and for the second straight year, Matt Eberflus is highlighting the Zachariah Sexual Abuse Center. So great cause, a great um, you're going to see a lot of cool looking cleats out this week, but all great cause behind them. But at the end of Matt Eberflus's opening statement. He said this bye week, the Bears are coming back healthy, you guys. Uh, health of the team is looking good, according to Eberflus. Everybody is expected back today, and obviously they'll see where it goes, and they'll put guys through the motions of things, but he's liking where the health of the team is at following this week 13 bye. And so good vibes coming into House Hall on this uh, Wednesday afternoon. Okay, I'll continue on asking questions here. <laughs> uh, so does that mean that Khalil Herbert – if he's fully healthy, in your mind, Nick, do you think he edges back to get a bulk of the carries this week or no? I don't know, uh, Mark. It's uh, what you've been seeing out of, you know, Roshan Johnson, Deontay Foreman, even with a, you know, fully healthy Khalil Herbert. I think for the Bears and what they what they have at their running back room, there's just a lot of versatility back there. So I don't know if one guy should just get a majority of the carries anymore. Um, I think that's a strength of this Bears team. Um, when you look at it, and Roshan Johnson's proven that he can be a guy in third down situation that you can trust. So even a, a fully Khalil Herbert, uh, I don't know if he gets the bulk of the carries for the rest of the season. It's not an indictment on, on Herbert. It's just you like the, the running back room and what each guy kind of provides right now. You've got 76% of the snaps last, you know, two weeks ago, whatever Roshan did. And Kirby well, got that was well right, because, like, early in the season, they made Deontay Foreman inactive, you know, early in the year. And now that you have a fully healthy roster, I think these inactive decisions are going to become pretty tough. Yeah, no doubt about it. Again, I think it, it speaks to the versatility and the strength of that room. And obviously, you lose David Walker earlier in the season, but you're still seeing each running back kind of provide their own their own strength to you know this football team. And you know, Roshan Johnson, I think, continues to show that he's capable of doing it all. So it's going to be hard to keep that guy off the field. Well, and by the way, that's actually a, a factor that's. Uh, worth tracking here as we go down the stretch because oftentimes within a game a position coach actually is determining some of those subs and who's going out on the field that's part of their job so is there some type of shift from the point that David Walker was no longer employed I think that's worth looking into Um, also I I think it's matchup based right like why did Roshan Johnson play so much against the Vikings well with their tendencies to to come after you as much as they did in my opinion Roshan's easily the best pass blocking uh running back they have now he didn't have a perfect game in that game he actually had a couple times where you know he he gave up some pressure but then he had that outstanding play where he took on two guys and then um Tevin Jenkins came out of nowhere to clock the other one so um yeah it's just Dante Foreman coming back in the mix though I feel like they like how he runs with the ball maybe more so than the other guys. Yeah, he's a tough runner, you guys. So, like I said, it's going to be a, a tough decision for the Bears, and could it, uh, everything is, like, kind of scheme-based, and that was actually something that Matt Eberflus also alluded to when kind of talking about, like, the lack of deep shots against the Minnesota Vikings. But when you're looking at this Lions team, the Bears had success on offense. They had successes – you know, majority of the, of that game. So what he was saying at the end, towards the end of his press conference, like there have been some big plays that have been missed throughout the season. Like, how do you stay patient with Luke Getzey and, and Justin Fields with that? 
And Matt Eberflus says they're coming. And when in regards to those big plays, he really believes that. He knows that Justin throws a really good deep ball. And, you know, he's proven that. And he said, we're excited about the opportunity this week. We didn't see many deep shots it really at all in that Minnesota Vikings game, given how the Vikings play their defense. A lot of things were towards the perimeter to the boundaries. But in this game, I, I would expect for Justin Fields, Luke Gessie, to have more of those deep downfield throws. We saw the, the beautiful throw that Justin Fields had to DJ Moore for a touchdown the first matchup. So I think the game plan that you saw against the Minnesota Vikings, you're not going to see that one against the Detroit Lions come Sunday at Soldier Field. If you were to uh, put an adjective on the flus today, would you say it was a confident flus, a relaxed flus, uh, e- a uh, flusy flus, a flusy flus? I mean, how would you describe the flus's demeanor today, Nick? I would go with relaxed flus um, there, Mark. Um, I know he was asked the question about like how he's been able to have so much or have be patient, and the first thing he said, "Well, I have two daughters." So, and he, he kind of got a chuckle out of the media there to, to have some, That's you know, just, just, <laughs> just to have some patience with what's kind of going on. But he was also asked, you know, what's been frustrating about this year and a half into this rebuild. And Eberflus said, he wouldn't use the word frustrated, first of all, but you just have to, again, find that balance. And the thing that he was, I guess, most frustrated with, because he was asked about it again, is obviously the wins. Right. The Bears only have, what, seven up to this point since Matty Reflux Ryan Poles took over. So the wins is the biggest frustration when you know that the execution is there and you want to keep doing that. But there's also the sense of urgency. You, you just want to see the result that ultimately every NFL team is looking for is that W at the end. So I would say for the most part, Eberflus came in, got his cleats up there at a, you know, a separate little table in front of the podium. Was it was a relaxed flus out of the bye week? I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna upgrade you to a relaxed, honest flusy flus. That's what you just described to me. Don't you think that's what it, I mean? It's a relaxed, honest flusy flus. <sighs> I just don't care. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you do. No. You care about your. Flusy I, I want to know what demeanor Jim Harbaugh has today <laughs> so, at the Michigan press conference that he probably doesn't have. All right, Nick. Anything else from Hallis? Yeah, just one uh, more thing. Um, when he was asked about, you know, how you keep this the morale positive in like a season like this when you don't have, again, enough wins at this point in the season, he said, Eberflus, like the number one issue on a football team is morale and how you sustain that is you have standards. And so he said, it doesn't matter if you're the starting quarterback or the number one pass rusher on this team. If you're late to something, we're going to find you. If you're not hustling in practice, we're going to point that out. And you do that to create a culture that is not only visible in practice every single day, but it's also visible on game day. So that when you're looking back to, you know, each individual member of this football team, you're all holding everybody accountable. I know there's been a lot of people, us included, that have looked at this Bears team like, where is the accountability? And they're still, I think, lacking that in some aspects. But I think behind closed doors, what the Bears try to accomplish with their culture is holding each individual accountable regardless of your status regardless of who you are you're not holding up to the standard you're you're gonna have some consequences with it all right there you go nick great stuff man appreciate it we'll be following you on twitter at nicholas moriano nick's also got a good piece coming on a play from the vikings game that he that he broke down it's coming at allchgo.com so make sure you check that out as well all right, you guys. See you, Nick. There he is. Um, I'd like to share this baseball tweet with you if I can. 
Uh-oh. No, you can't. What is it? Is it bad? Actually, doesn't have to do with the Cubs. Okay, you can share it. Well, but this comes from uh, a guy named Vinny Duber. Vinny the man. You guys may, may have heard of him. Does a great job. Socks are moving to Nashville. He said, <laughs> if you're going to talk, talk. To mumble. Stop mumbling White Sox Cubs gear. <laughs> it's such a weird thing. You don't want the Sox to move to Nashville. You want them right no, here. No, I don't. Thank you. Because I like my friends, Vinny Duber, Sean Anderson. I like them and Herb too. Lawrence. And but if it wasn't for them, I would laugh all the way to the Nashville. You'd miss the White Sox. Here's what the tweet says. People don't know what it says. <laughs> At Vinny Duber, Sox confirmed that Jerry Reinsdorf met with Nashville Mayor Freddie O'Connell but will not disclose which topics were discussed. Well, they are moving to Nashville now. (laughs) (laughs) Great. That's a terrible tweet. Okay, what? First of all, the tweet's awesome. Great job, Vinny. I mean, good job, Vinny, but that is... What do you mean? It's a terrible tweet. You got it's one. Ter- you mean the news is bad? Yes. Okay. Flirt- well, don't blame the messenger. You're like going after Vinny. No, I love, I love, I, come on. I, Vinny's doing a great job as a reporter. I hate the messenger. Just mess- acknowledge I, my hottest. Actually, I will shoot the messenger on that one. My it's hottest so bad. Chicago sports take is also the most correct. I'm telling I've never felt, I've never felt more confident in a, a sports take I've ever had. And that is... When are you going to pay off on this? The one I've been talking about for years. The White Sox will not be here in 10 years. That would be shocking to me. They will not be here in 10 years. That would be shocking So if we make this bet today, you'll Mm -hmm. pay me off when I'm 60? You know, that would be so... Well, based on Vinny's tweet, it might happen tomorrow. Honestly, (laughs) like, I hate the Sox and their fans. Thank you. I've grown this hatred for them. Why? Why? What do you hate? Don't worry about Why? (laughs) <laughs> See, this is exactly why, right there. There's nothing to hate I, about us. Now that, you know, company success here, I'm fine with the Sox having success. And, company, and I man. like Herb and, and Vinny and Sean, so I'm not trying. What about but me? But overall, <laughs> it, I don't like you. Overall, <laughs> <laughs> if the Sox moved to Nashville, that would be one of the most disrespectful fucking things to ever happen. To the, I mean, I would, that would, I, as a Cub fan, I would be offended by that. They'd have to like, s- that's ridiculous. They have to sell the Bulls too. Like, who's moving to Vegas? The A's? Yes. Okay. That's not disrespectful. Yes, it is. Well, yes, it is very that disrespectful. Sucks. I don't every care team, about every, Oakland. I don't it, care. Okay, nobody, in El, nobody in California cares about anything out there. Here in Chicago, we bleed. We live and breathe our sports here. And for a team to leave this city, like, that would just be so disrespectful. It's all right, not first of all, we just, we're going to get off topic here for a second. If there's one area of California that does give a shit about their teams, Oakland. it's the hardcore people in Oakland. Yeah. And they've had every single team in that town move out of there in the last five years. And that's disrespectful. That's yeah. unbelievable. You will show respect and, to other fan bases right now. No, and and, and the point it. is, the reason why the A's are relevant to this conversation is because show me a difference between that ownership and this ownership right now. It's got all the markings of a guy that's either going to sell the team to somebody else who would want to get the hell out of here or apparently is just meeting with Nashville right now. What else are they meeting about? Jake yeah. Owen coming back to the guaranteed rate field next year? I think it's just kind of, I mean, that's a, that's a rough moment for the White Sox. Cubs are meeting, trying to sit down and have moments with Shohei. White Sox are talking to the Nashville mayor. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That puts it all in perspective right there. Uh, right there. That's awesome. Bad. Uh, All right. A um, couple other topics I want to discuss. Uh, 
I highly recommend watching Hard Knocks right now. Um, obviously, I'm very biased. Guy. My, guy, my guy, Mike McDaniel, it's been very entertaining. Um, but I have struggled these past few years to get into the in-season Hard Knocks. Like, there's just too much going on. It, like, you know, all due respect to my guy, J.J. Stankovitz, did not really care that much about the Colts last year. Was that last year the Colts or was that two years ago? I think it was two years ago. Okay. Uh, yeah, because Flus was still there. Um, but these, the Dolphins are one of the more interesting teams in football right now, and I've been watching it about well, three episodes in, and um, I just highly recommend it. The Jalen Phillips injury, though, that was a tough one. That was a tough one. So he got, for those of you that missed it, he Jalen Phillips, former first-round pick, been having a great season, racking up the sacks for the Dolphins, becoming a really good player, and uh, popped his Achilles on Black Friday against the Jets. And they like the cameras were already following him all week long leading into that, and then it ends with that. And, dude, it was emotional. It was hard to watch. It's like, as far as athletic injuries go, that is... It's a bad. It's, it's right the there in my biggest fears. You can see as he's lining up for the snap, he's kind of like shaking out his leg. You can almost tell like you almost like something wasn't right, and then he plants off his foot on the snap and just goes straight down. And even the offensive lineman right away that he was going up against was like, "Are you okay?" No, I'm not. I get shot in the back of my leg, and yeah. I can't walk, and, and I'm done for eight months, and my calf is going to be half You'll the size. You'll see it sometimes when people pop their Achilles, like how it, like, snaps yeah. on the, in, yeah. like, in the skin. Happened to Aaron like, Rodgers. It's a window right. shade, man. The reverberation up the yeah. leg. Yes, Mubs, I did cry. I definitely cried. <laughs> Mubs, That was emotional. Mubs, such an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Mubs, you're a man of many tears that you're hiding from everybody. Let, let him out. Um, all right, what do you want to say about Puerto Rico before we get out of here? Oh, a couple things. Number one. How is Spirit Airlines? Okay, first off. We got to pay off that tease. I, 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 and I, I'm really sorry that I didn't do the video on the plane, but the, the it was such a good flight. Oh, my God. Spirit Airlines, y'all can... Y'all, y'all need to show him some respect. Casey said Spirit Airlines <laughs> disappoints again. Car made it back. <laughs> That's a good one, Casey. And everybody else, there's a couple of those who wish that I died. Um, <laughs> still here, Casey. Um, I, I had a great flight on Spirit. They don't, they don't have the mesh on the, on the back of the, on the seats, so you can't stick things in and like everything is, but like it was the easiest flight ever. I, sh I, I think my, my off the record move on Spirit Airlines, don't pay for the baggage that you bring on. They don't check. I shouldn't Very have much on the record, by the way. We are doing a live podcast. Yeah. <laughs> don't, don't pay, just don't pay for that. I think you can risk it. They don't, they don't check. You can just walk down. But I enjoyed my Spirit Airlines flight. I had a great time. We got down there. It was amazing. And my favorite moment, Hogue, we went to the, uh, this amazing tennis facility, okay. the Isla Verde Tennis Club, which is like a local club in the middle because our place didn't have a tennis thing. And we get there, and it's locked. And I'm calling the number, and they're like, and the number's going to voicemail. Like, if you have a problem, call this number, and Camille answers. So I call Camille. 
And Camille's like, oh, no problem. I've never talked to this guy in my life, right? No problem. So glad you're here. Go over to the shed. He's telling me this in Spanish. On the other side of the, on, on that side of the building and reach up on the top. I didn't know what he was saying. And if you could, and you reach up there, you'll find the key and you can let yourself into these like chain lock thing. And so Camille let me in, man. And, you know, played some tennis, had a great time. It was, it was phenomenal. Okay. Then we, you know. We came back and we saw Camille another day, and he kind of overcharges for the courts. And I bought a shirt, but that was fine. Camille's <laughs> my guy. Had a, had a lovely time. Did the you get in for free the first day? Well, I did, but if, but we came back, and so we paid him for the first day, and we paid him for the second day, and we bought the shirt, the whole thing. Okay. Yes, Lawrence. As you, well, go ahead. I uh, I just want to talk about the video from today. Cause, mm-hmm. uh, Me too. Okay, was at the El Yunque Rainforest. Yes. Well. I noticed story. something. I noticed something, and I thought we should show it to everyone because uh, this um, was. Count of three. One. Here's you two, doing the rope swing three, off the into the water here. Yeah. But what? What Great was form. that when you let go of the rope? What What happens go there? Ahead. What are you doing? So so people are getting a, the, uh, call me out on Twitter for for plugging my nose like a girl. Yeah. So okay. First of all, you will not genderize this. This is a, this is a pub. <laughs> yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. Uh, Screw you, Brian. We are a PC show. Second of all, I don't understand how anybody doesn't plug their nose. Do you not get water up your nose? I don't when know. You you, do, you, it's, it's called like holding you, your breath. It's very. Oh, you it's blow very, like, out of your nose as you enter the water. And I, love, I, love, I, I love how you think you're going to ever beat me in a, in a race swimming who, when you I, have to plug your nose like that. I, I never said I would beat you swimming. I promise you. you I, I, I am a, I Listen, I, when I was a kid, they called me landlover. They would swim after me. I tried to get out of the pool. They tried to kill me at Camp Kawamba. It's, I'm te- I am a terrible swimmer. That's all fine. However, I think plugging your nose when you jump in is a, is a, is a nice, logical thing to do. But when, when I had to walk out to the end of the diving board in Freshman Gym and they said, dive in which I can't do, obviously, and then swim down to the other thing and do the crawl, which I think I've told the story on the thing before. But so I jumped in, plugged my nose, and started to do the side stroke down, and Wisniewski, the great gym teacher at Highland Park High School, whose claim to fame was thinking that the my, closer you lived to the lake was the worse the athlete you were because he hated Jews. God bless him. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, he started screaming, Carmen, crawl! <laughs> and I couldn't do the crawl. My, so, my, so, Wisniewski? made me a beginner. So my I wife on can't the have water in the shower go over her face. She Thank like you. She starts to panic. Right. So you're like her. That's right. And I traded her last night for Shohei Otani. That's fine. I plug my nose. You tweeted that you would you would leave your wife for Shohei. I didn't say leave. I said I'd trade her for Shohei. I'd miss her. I showed her. We were sitting next to each other. I showed her the tweet. Like for 10 years, you'd be without her and then come <laughs> back after Shohei retires type of thing, reacquire Jenny? Yeah, it's like, and then somebody goes, well, think about, think hard about this. Has Shohei Otani ever yelled at you about a tweet? No, he hasn't. Jenny did. <laughs> <laughs> Shohei would have $800 million, too. That's true. That's true, Jenny too. does not have that. No. You know? Also, you're a bad husband. Hey, by the way, also for all, everybody who's going to getting it, and I'm out of myself in the bad swing, there was a Jasmine who really couldn't swim at all, uh, who was on our Yukon tour, and she you know, had the life vest on, the whole thing, and we put her down a different waterfall. I got that video. I can send that. Maybe that'll be tomorrow's video. Yeah, let's, let's look at that. Let's look at Jasmine, the random person. Not Jasmine. You, you, <laughs> the you, Lawrence, you. 
just but yeah, whatever. Lawrence. Anyway, the point is that I went out and she went down that waterfall and the guy the guy was like, "Yo, get out there and save Jasmine when she lands cuz she's not going to know what to do." And so I I was out there treading water, floating, and I saved Jasmine. So 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 take that. You saved somebody who was wearing a life jacket? <laughs> She, she would have floated downstream and never returned to the group. <laughs> <laughs> she, she was going to be gone. And let me tell you something. Saving Jasmine, it wasn't that easy. It's a good effort by me. <laughs> okay. But I, great person, Jasmine, Nashville. Huge CHGO Bears fan. Nashville. Oh. Nashville. All right. Lawrence looks like yeah, he wants us to promote something. We should well, promote I mean, this. you should promote this. It's a, kind of a big deal. Yeah. Do, oh, we have a diehard... Membership sale going on right yeah, now. We don't do right. this a lot. No, this nope. is like kind Once of a big a deal right now. Thing. This is huge. Um, yearly membership slashed by $20 right now. You can get it for fifty nine ninety nine. What does that get you? Get you access to all of, all of our stuff behind the paywall. Um, Free shirt right out the gate. Yeah, Braggs, dude, you love this ad. Come on, Braggs. Read no, it. I'm not. What, what do you mean, Braggs, you love this ad? You, you do a great job of selling I mean, it. My gosh, yeah. It doesn't yeah. need to be an ad. No, we, it's not an ad. We all know this off the top of our head. Listen, I mean. 20% off the merch. You get you, you, you hooked up on all our takeover events. Free shirt tailgate. right out the gate. Discounts on shirts going forward. And hats. We have hats on our store now. The hats are awesome. Hogue newsletter. Like, the hats are sweet, honestly. Like, they look sweet here in this picture, but the, they don't even show the detail. Like, underneath the bill, it has, like, cool CHGO insignia under it. And inside, the as Lawrence is running, uh, the hats are great. The hats are absolutely fantastic. No so, one had any idea um, that Lawrence was running. <laughs> well, I'm just, you know, giving people a behind the scenes. 20% like, off that's, events. That's like you calling like our tailgates. Um, you know, live events. Yeah, look at that. Look at that. The CHGO that's under cool. the bill. Lawrence ran to get that hat. In case okay, you, were you got the little side flag. They're sweet hats, man. They're really good quality. Really good quality. It's an excellent hat. Great pint glasses. And bottom line... Uh, we just really appreciate your support, and we try to give the value back to you becoming a diehard. No, in all seriousness, if you if you are somebody who enjoys the show every day, the, the diehard membership will pay for itself Plus, um, with all the discounts you get, with the happy hours you get. And if you feel like it doesn't, Carm will give you a refund uh, yeah, with his money. No problem. <laughs> and for the record, we our Discord channel where we got everybody who's diehards, you're all, they're all talking in there all the time. I was sitting there, like, basically spending my vacation on Discord talking a couple days, so... Didn't see Hogue, didn't see Braggs. Carm on vacation, just having deep discussions, telling everybody that I missed him. You didn't see me, maybe because you weren't tuned into the shows all week that I was doing while you were gone. And uh, I definitely was not. (laughs) I also want to tell you guys about FOCO. (laughs) the last thing I was doing. Make sure you use the code CHGO on all non-presale items. Get fitted out in the best sports gear around. Hoodies, shoes, signs, bobbleheads, and everything in between. Uh, if you're looking into some Nashville White Sox gear, they'll eventually have that available for you. Aloha shirts, straw hats, polos, bags, everything you need for a game. Set decorations like you see behind us. Foco has donated a few of those awesome pieces for our set. So they've showed us some love. Go show them some love. Check out foco.com or click the link in the description below. For all non-presale items, use the promo code CHGO10 for 10% off. Did you sleep in those pants last night? No, why? He's been wearing that hat for a week now. Those pants look like you slept in them I did night. not sleep in these pants. And I have been wearing this hat because I'm trying to... I'm trying to 
you know. They're not getting Otani. Get the Otani vibes going here. They're not getting Otani. Just s- nervous wreck. I'm with all the cranky media down there in Nashville. Make up oh, your mind, stop. dude. Stop. Yeah. No. no. no you, you know why? Because it's why? affecting my personal life because I have to deal with this idiot every no, day. Just, just, just make <laughs> up your mind so Braggs can move on with his life. Just the, the cranky and then I can move on with mine. The, the, the cranky media, which includes some of the cranky media that works at CHGO, these are something to talk about. We're not cranky here at CHGO. Never. Are you kidding? They're, they're, they're whining every day about this. Hey, at least you got something to talk about. What else would you be talking I will about? Give oh, both, I will possibly give get Tyler Glass now. Who cares? <laughs> give me. Give, I hope they drag this show. And they act like there's all this access to all the meetings that that would be so much better than the coverage we have right now with the mystique of where he's going. It's literally the same difference. By, by the way, the guy does. Okay, I'm just, you know, whatever. I will all give right. both of you guys credit, though. You both were easy on me last week when North Western took down Purdue. I wasn't easy. I was out of town. <laughs> I was easy. On Carm, Carm and I exchanged texts. I, 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 I found out Saturday I morning who won the I've, game. I've, I haven't <laughs> been able to go to Purdue games all year. It was the first game I've seen this season. I, I and felt, they freaking lose. I felt no, no reason to to dunk on you. No, uh, Northwestern was the better team and the better team won the right. game. It just, mean, what was there to, whenever Purdue shows up in Evanston, yeah. the Cats win. It's no big deal. It, it was just Ooh, like hooey. Wisconsin last night in Michigan State. They won three straight there. Why wouldn't they have won that I mean, game? All the Cats do is beat number one teams. Bo it's, owns it's, Izzo. So. Alright, Stephen Weatherford, 499 uh, is super chat here. Carm, Stroud would have been doing the same thing Justin has been doing because of Getz's scheme. Coaching matters. Quoting King Hogue. Steven, you could be right about that. However, uh, let's give the guy a little bit of credit. How about just a little bit of credit? Well, he's he's credit. being considered for the MVP on the Texans. Uh, hey, I, yeah, but he's saying that if he was here... He would be throwing screen passes that don't do anything because Luke Getz's yeah, scheme I, sucks. I, okay, so I, the the whole take that any quarterback that comes here would uh, would automatically suck, I'm not I'm not down with. Yeah, but you heard Baldy say earlier in the show. I think it was a great point. Like, if Tua doesn't end up with Mike McDaniel and Tyreek Hill. He's probably not there anymore. By the way, Tyreek Hill should actually be the MVP. Oh, well, 100%. Oh, yeah. He's unbelievable. Again, watch Hard Knocks. He's yeah. insane. Or, yeah. or if you're going 49ers, Christian McCaffrey. Like, what? How are we? Not I agree. Like, like, I, I, I and I, Brock Purdy's like the. What do we say? He's like the eighth best player on that offense. Come on. The, I don't know if I go that far. I, Purdy's been pretty damn good, no, but I mean, he's not even the best player on the team, which I agree with. It, that and I, look, the Niners is a great thing because Kyle Shanahan, what he's got rolling there is incredibly sweet. It's a. It's. I, I'm not arguing that coaching. Purdy's probably not even playing if he's on any of the other 31 teams. Well, that's another great credit. Like, who can run our offense and who and how can I set him up for success? And he knows how to do it. I'm not saying coaching doesn't matter. Obviously, it matters. But I also, I'm, I'm not. The other thing, too, is like Baldy saying Purdy should be MVP and that's starting to like really pick up steam. Like, let's give it to Tyreek Hill. Dude is unbelievable. He's going to have over 2,000 receiving <laughs> yards. It, but, but When's the last time a wide receiver won MVP? Where were you two minutes ago when we just had that discussion? <laughs> Like, really, we're, like, I know you were. Shut up, Jim. (laughs) (laughs) I know you're sitting here, but I want to know where your head was. I do the same. Were you thinking about Otani? I was reading the chat over here. (laughs) (laughs) I I didn't, I actually didn't realize that he 
<laughs> didn't hear it. I just thought he was. D- tri- I thought he was you just think agreeing. He was, he was with going us. back. To no, it? I, I didn't he was hear it. No, I could tell he had no clue. We had just okay. talked about okay. that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What's when the is the last time a wide receiver won MVP? I don't know. I'd I, have to look it. Up. I don't. Has they ever won a wide? I don't. Jerry Rice. Jerry Rice had uh, to win an MVP. I don't award. think he did. What? Keyshawn well, Johnson from Keyshawn the Keyshawn was the first to ever be the number one pick as a wide receiver, but I don't know if he ever won MVP as a we'll wide. We'll talk receiver. about it on Twitter afterwards. Let's keep it moving because. Nature is calling. <laughs> oh, right on time. I mean, it's one way over. I've I have set the clock, and at one ten, this body says I should be out of this seat. Let's go, Stephen. Four ninety nine <laughs> Bears fan dream draft scenario draft Marvin Harrison Jr. and then I believe Shiloh Sanders, the defensive son of Dion, get two kids of legendary players. There you go. Uh, Steven, you're awesome. We appreciate the support, brother. And then what's next? Hunter. Uh, Hunter, $5. Baldy nailed it. If you're serious about winning championships, you do championship things like go after Harbaugh, a championship-level coach. I 100% agree with that, Hunter. I don't want Jim Harbaugh, but I agree with the philosophy. It would be great, just seriously, if any of the teams here in town want By the way, if they sign Harbaugh, like get on board. But I just, it's, it's, Elliot. Did you see what he said about Iowa? What an asshole. We just have to play this game. I mean, Iowa, they're just terrible, and they, they run the ball. It's not even worthless. Like, did you hear that stuff? They I'm are not, terrible. Uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. I, also, I'm pretty sure he didn't call them terrible. He did. It was... <laughs> it was... It was. Well, they are terrible. Yeah. Show res- your, your opponent respect. You don't do that crap. It was... I, I like... We, we all know that the championship game was last week, and so Ohio State. I don't even know why I have to play this game. I mean, Iowa, you know what they're going to do. It's just it's just a crap. We have a, we have a bigger school with a bigger recruiting base, and we're just so much better. I don't even know why I have to play. Shut up. Straight jerk. But go ahead, bring it to the Bears. I missed all of that. I don't know where that's coming from. I, yeah, that was annoying. Don't okay. go. Don't go at my alma mater like that. And I'm, I know I'm Mr. Northwestern, but I went to Iowa. And I, you should not like that either, Lawrence, or anybody. Should Iowa's know offense is pathetic. I don't and care. Everyone a- should just call them out for it. It's kind of the same as watching the Bears. There you go. No, it, be, that's way worse. Show, no, show the Bears. Your, I mean, the same concept as in like terrible scheme and all that. All right, Elliot nine seventy. Who's the most surprising Bear this year? Good or bad? Good Ooh, question. That's a good question. Um, the most, most surprising, surprising bear, good or bad. I'd say Tevin getting the level that he's gotten to. And I'm not even that surprised by that. But that's no, I'm not surprised. <laughs> I'd say Tevin, and I'm not even surprised by that. I'm sorry. I'm on both. <laughs> but what are the big surprises here? You tell me, silent brags. I'll let Hug go. <laughs> silent brags. We all know such thing. Um... Maybe TJ Edwards playing to like a Pro Bowl level. Like I, I, I really like the signing. I already knew he's a really good player, obviously, but I mean he's been really good. About Cole Komet. I, the biggest surprise in this year is that two of the guys, two of the guys on the staff got fired. We were all like, oh, you know, <laughs> that was a yeah. surprise. I'm, I'm surprised yeah. Tremaine Edmonds hasn't made a bigger impact than he has. There we go. Uh, so if we're going to go on the negative side, I would go there. Donnie, you nailed it. Can we end the show, please? You're the one who keeps you gotta talking. Gotta pee. All right. Just think Paul about. Dance. Just think about that rainforest and the waterfall. <sighs> there it is. Colby's <laughs> super twenty-two dollars <laughs> super chat. Keep them coming. Let's just. Someone need to ask. Someone needs to ask Getsy why Justin Fields misses. M O F. Middle of, of the field reads. Field there you go. Reads. Good one, Colby. 
You just are incapable of this. We'll see you tomorrow. Braggs will be here. Hogan Hallis Hall. I'm covering on Friday. Later. Elliot 970, $2. Darnell Mooney has been the most surprising. Keep bringing the Super Jets in so Carm can't pee. That's why they're doing it. Okay, fine. I'll just sit here and be in pain. Pee your pants. End the show. (laughs) Oh, now you want me to end the show. Oh, look at this guy. (laughs) Back tomorrow at noon. See you later.